live and local, every afternoon, 2 to 4. This is Mark, Melinda, and Ed on News Radio KLBJ. Call or text them at 512 836 0590. Appreciate the heck out of your show. I've been listening for a long time. Now, Mark, Melinda, and Ed. It is 3.03. Thank you for joining us. We hope you're having an excellent afternoon. Jack is here producing. One of the stories we're discussing is a report by ABC 13 News in Houston, a New Caney school district. Seven-year-old second grader brought a knife to school and threatened a classmate. Police say that uh, this kid threatened to stab the classmate and then give a ring to the victim's girlfriend. The kid that brought the knife liked the girlfriend of the kid he was going to stab. Now, the stabbing did not occur. The threat was reported, and the, the school moved in quickly. They interceded, and they say they've disciplined the kid who brought the knife to school. Uh, we go to your thoughts on that at 512-836-0590. This is Chief Max with us. Good afternoon. How are you doing today? I cannot complain. I'm back in Texas. Very good. Welcome aboard. What are your thoughts on this story? Well, considering that was my former line of work, the child should go out on an emergency 10-day expulsion. Uh, he also needs to go to an alternative location. If I were the parent of the child threatened, I would also get a restraining order, which would force the hand of the district to put that child in another school. Yeah. I think that those are, those are good ideas. You cannot let, and I hate to cast aspersions to New Caney, you cannot let them just brush this thing off and say discipline. You, as a parent, you want to know what discipline is taking place. Well, and I think the parents of the seven-year-old that was the victim in this case are also upset that all the school did was inform the families involved and not inform the entire uh, student population's parents as well. Yeah, they should have been. As a principal, you should tell the entire school population. You cannot, by law, disclose what the penalty was. Hmm. See, and I don't understand I don't that, that part. I can I understand you don't say the name. Uh, no one needs to know that besides the people involved. I understand you don't give that out or their parent, parents' information or anything like that. But how is it against privacy to say, so this kid was suspended as a message to all of you? We don't tolerate this. Well, I agree. And off the top of my head, I think it falls under Title IX law. Chief Max, you don't have to go back very far in time when something like this was unthinkable in a second grade classroom in a public school, and oh, now and I, now I, this I is agree happening. wholeheartedly. Hey, I need to get moving because I promised my daughter I'd be in Houston by four o'clock. Uh, well, okay. safe travels. Chief. Right. Don't drive fast, Chief. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's close to Houston. <laughs> but I, I like that. Yeah. He made a promise to his daughter, and he's going to keep it. Yes, indeed. Uh, this is Matt in South Austin. Good afternoon, Matt. How are you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful, you all. Good to hear you. Finally, I get to actually get on when Ed's around. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. Welcome, yeah. Matt. Listening, yeah, a little backstory. I've been listening to you all ever since it was. The lineup was you, Mark, you, Ed, Sergeant Sam, followed by Todd Don, followed by Neil Bortz, followed by Rush Limbaugh, and then 
Jeff Ward was uh, the three o'clocker with you talking sports, except the days where you did the movie uh, trivia night. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Man, you are very, very loyal. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Matt. And that lineup you just read off. Oh, what Neil a Borch, powerhouse Rush. lineup. Yeah, those are good days, man. Those were good days. Oh, yeah. And I will say, my two favorite shows currently on the radio, actually I have three, but one is a weekend show on a different station. My two favorite shows are Todd Don, are Todd and Osville and you all. Well, thank you. Thank you, Matt. We appreciate thank that, you. sir. Very so kind let of me you. Get, yeah, and then let me get down to the, uh, the nitty-gritty here, because my eyes are twitching like the day you talked about vote for feel-good Kathy Tovo and her silly loan program. But um, first of all, when it comes to school and discipline and a nasty threat like this, especially if a weapon's brought, the full extent of the law needs to be brought down upon the individual's noggin, regardless of age and grade level, because this is unacceptable. I mean, I remember when I was still dealing with the fallout from D.C. Sniper, because I was actually in Maryland at the time, and I was right outside one of the schools that was heavily affected. And everybody made jokes about it. And, I mean, we don't do That's not really a laughing matter anymore, but it still seems everybody tends to flaunt the idea and throw authority underneath the rug. What do you make of it, Ed? Well, I'd, you've got to be strong in this. You've got to be diligent, and you can't to play can't pay, play patty cake with the other parents in this whole deal. You've got oh, to, no, absolutely. Yeah. This needs to be brought to the forefront. This is what happened. Redacted name, uh, individual whose name redacted brought weapon with intent to, uh, yeah. with intent to threaten or do harm. This is what we are doing to solve this issue. They are no longer in the school. They are either in a remedial secondary school or they are in juvenile detention. Matt, thanks. Good to hear from you, sir. 512-836-0590. And I keep going back to the school not informing other parents. That's going to get out, and you know those parents are going to be upset. So why would you leave it to the rumor mill to right. be out there instead of addressing it first and foremost? I do want to interrupt real quick uh, on some updates. One, the Kansas City shooting i'm now seeing one dead nine injured mm. and uh, there is another shooting active shooting taking place in palm beach gardens florida where police have responded to a shooting at a shopping mall uh, and they have locked that down as well as the campuses Im- immediately around it uh, uh, described as a very active scene going on there as well all right we'll keep you updated throughout the afternoon uh, also in the news today democrats in the maryland legislature are trying to amend the current state law. They want to remove the criminal penalties that can be applied to students in public schools, elementary, middle, high school, even college level, for certain crimes and disruptive behaviors. So let me reorient the situation. Currently, the law says they can be charged with a crime for certain bad, violent behaviors on school property or at extracurricular activities off campus, and Mm. Democrats want to remove that option of criminal penalties. Yeah, they want to exempt them for molesting Uh. or threatening threatening other students on campus, uh, and that would extend to any sporting events or extracurricular activities they may be a part of it. Uh, They want to exempt students from any penalty for threatening school employees with... uh, 
bodily harm if it's made on school grounds. It in makes what no world sense. Yeah. does this make sense? And then when you listen to their reasoning on this, uh, they're trying to say, listen, the education system's in place so that students can succeed and prepare for the future and the criminal charges goes against that. It's counter to our goal and it's time to clean that up and stop criminalizing what they call typical student behavior. Well, that's it's if it that's your problem. The line it crosses the line. Yeah, your problem is that you think threatening or however they meant the word molesting is typical student behavior. There's your problem mm-hmm. that you're accepting that and you're normalizing that, and it should never be either. Well, it, the, the, a senator said the bill's being introduced because the students are being overly suspended for nonviolent offenses and purely accidental disruptions of the classroom. Purely accidental disruption of the classroom. I've never heard of that. A classroom is disrupted or it's disrupted. If it's, if they're disruptive, if the teachers and administrators gauge that they should be suspended or arrested, they should be. But to give them a pass at at school events, that makes no sense. 512-836-0590. It's 312. Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. And you can stream the show live on your digital device via the free news radio KLBJ app. Today's Washington Post is reporting President Biden is considering releasing thousands of illegal aliens currently being held in detention by ICE. Here's the thrust of the story. It says ICE is spending $700 million over its budget in the current fiscal year. And the Biden team is proposing that they start releasing illegal aliens to save money. They have 38000 in ICE detention right now. Uh, They're thinking about bringing that down to 22,000 as a way to save money by releasing illegal aliens. You cannot do that and risk the lives of Americans. Have you not seen what's happening in some of our major cities with the assault, with the robberies, with all things that go on? Under no way, just to save money, should you be doing that? Uh, You should be, we should be, A, securing the border, B, uh, making sure that the bad illegals don't live in our country, that are, they need to be sent back. I can't believe just to save a little bucks, we're going to let everybody go. So I'm confused by this. Where the heck did I spend all of their money? They've gotten more money in this past year than they have in previous years, but they're not deporting at the levels that they were. So what are they spending their money on? And if I'm not mistaken, I believe at the beginning of Biden's administration, they also um, shut down some of the detainment beds. So they decreased the number of beds there at the beginning. So where's their budget going? I read over the weekend that President Biden, in each of the last three years, in his federal budget request, asked for less money for ICE detention in each of the last three years. Mm -hmm. And in fact, he said uh, in the current fiscal year proposal, we can save $555 million with fewer ICE detention beds. That's not included in this Washington Post story. That was in a totally separate story I read over the weekend. Mm -hmm. 
Again, so, so what what are they spending their money on? If they're if, they, if we have less beds to start with, um, and you are deporting less people to start with, and you had the same budget, if not even just a little bit bigger, where did the money go? Here's one clue. Biden officials say the money to keep these thousands now in detention was in that Senate bill that Trump and the Republicans are shooting down. If only we could get that approved, we would have the money to keep these 16,000 illegal aliens in ICE detention. Here's an idea. Mm. Instead of approving more money, just don't keep them, deport them back immediately if they come across illegally. That's what you're supposed to do. It's not as easy as just saying, put that back, that six being in that. It's got to be multifaceted. It's got to be securing the border, which they did not want to do. And I'm still scratching my head. When the Oklahoma Republican Senator Mark, you know his name, I can't remember his name, you know, crafted this and then it was shot down. What? Why did they even craft this bill when it had so many holes in it that was not palatable to a lot of Americans? So that's that's days gone by, but I still, it's they, they've got to start from square one on this deal again. All right, 512-836-0590. You can call, you can text to join the conversation. Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville says that the Veterans Affairs Department is diverting resources from veterans to help illegal immigrants around the country. He says uh, they've opened up care for these VA care systems. The lines are getting longer and longer, according to Senator Tommy Tuberville. This is something that was actually reported quite a time ago, and at the time that it was reported... Uh, there was a bunch of people that came out and said, no, that's not what's happening. We're just uh, lending the doctors. Mm. It's not taking away from any veterans. Well, come to find out, yes, it is. Because these doctors are being used from the VA services to now take a look at those that are coming here illegally. And not only that, uh, they're late on reimbursing the VA for the fees that are done, which then means that bills are being sent to veterans that they never should be receiving. So the reports that this is not taken away from veterans, absolutely false. If they're going to do this, if they're going to have this service for the illegals, they get in the back of the line. The veterans who have those scheduled appointments, who have the appointments that have been made months in advance, you don't push them out. You don't delay those. You don't say come back tomorrow because we have other people in front of you unless it is an emergency life or death emergency you don't put an illegal in front of a veteran period you don't do that 512-836-0590 new york city mayor eric adams was interviewed on good day new york today the topic was the illegal immigrants and adams again said we can't take anymore we're absolutely full we just can't handle this in new york city And then he went on to discuss when he was asked, why don't you turn some of these illegal aliens committing these crimes over to ICE for deportation? New York City Mayor Adams said, the law states we cannot notify ICE. I cannot break that law and enforce the law. I can't deport. I can't stop people from coming here to New York. Even if someone has repeated criminal behavior, I cannot report them to ICE for deportation. So that is something that I can't do. He's referring to New York's Mm -hmm. sanctuary law prohibiting cooperation with ICE. 
Uh, New York should be fined for creating a law that prevents law enforcement from doing their job. That's exactly what this does. It prevents ICE from coming in and getting these bad actors off of the streets. I don't feel sorry for New York City. They created this problem. They declared themselves a sanctuary city. I feel sorry for the innocent people that live there, but perhaps you need to get better leadership at at the will. Fox News is reporting one of the Venezuelan illegal aliens charged with attacking those two New York City police officers recently has been rearrested. He was out, now has committed another crime, and they hauled him in today for booking. Let him out. They let him out. A, he's in the country illegally. He had multiple offenses, attacked the cop, arrested him, let him out, and he's, he's offended again. The New York Times did a roundtable discussion with independent voters who are currently undecided about how they're going to vote in the presidential election. Thirteen of them, from their early 20s up to about 50 or so all over the country. Eleven of the 13 said, if today were election day, I would be voting for Donald Trump and not Joe Biden. Yeah, they they didn't have the best things to say about either no, one didn't. of the men personally, but when they stepped back and took a look at how things were under President Trump and how things are under President Biden, their choice would be Trump. The, they said chose the narcissist Trump over the unfit Biden. Natalie is 22. She says Biden is a little bit senile. I don't think he can do the job. It's time to step down. Richard is 36. I think Biden is unfit for the presidency. A president should be the commander-in-chief. He does not appear to be capable of being commander-in-chief. 43-year-old Counselor Kim says Biden is a puppet. 22-year-old Alabama mother Yelena says she cannot trust anything Biden has to say. Yeah, and one of them said the immediate word that comes up in thinking about Biden is just disingenuous. Mm. And I have to agree with that. He gets up there and tries to make himself seem like he knows what it's like for you and I. He's, you know, right here in the trenches with us living it. But couldn't be further from that when making any kind of policies. These people are of the age range And their independence, the political wizards say it's people like this who could very well decide the presidential election. They're independent. They say they're undecided. But if you press me right now, 11 of 13 go with Trump over Biden. 512-836-0590. Join the discussion with Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. Democrats picked up another seat in the U.S. House last night in that special election in New York. Democrat Tom Sauzy defeated Republican Mozzie Pillip. And today, some Democrat strategists are encouraging all Democrats to run on the immigration-slash-border issue and claim that you, the Democrat, are the one who are strong on the border. It's the Republicans who are weak. And they're saying that Sauzy ran on the issue and said, I'm all for that Senate proposal on the border, while the Republican, Mozzie Pillip, said she opposed that. 
and they're claiming that's why Sazi won in that special election. I'm scratching in, uh, my head. New York. Remember, he served in this district three terms, I believe, years ago. But now they're saying Democrats don't play defense. Go on offense and claim you're the one tough on the border. I'm scratching my head because it's obvious to me that it is the Republicans who want to be strong on the border, who want to curtail the green light, stop the green light. And this guy, as you said, Mark, had served before. It would appear to me you want fresh blood, you want fresh people in there, and you want people who believe in stopping what the administration is doing. And by electing this Democrat, you're giving them an, another another number, another Democrat warm body up there. I, I'm very confused about this, but I do think Republicans have gotten themselves in trouble because they crafted this bill, a bipartisan bill, then before the vote they said, uh-oh, we don't like it because, quite frankly, I didn't like it. I didn't think it was a very good bill. It wasn't tough on immigration. It was just more money for judges, more money for uh, ICE. It did not stop the core problem of this allowing everybody in. In my opinion, he won name familiarity. It was someone that has been there, represented them before. They knew the name and probably didn't know much about the Republican opponent. Um, as far as Democrats saying it's time for us to go on the offense to say we're all for border security. If that if people vote for that, that means they are not paying attention. All they're doing is listening to what people say and then that's what they would like to hear and that's what they're going with. Because just one person needs to ask if it is this new uh, New Yorker that just got in that says, I'm all for this border security bill. One person needs to ask, in what way does that bill secure the border? If you can answer that and it is factual, I would vote for you. I'll sit and wait. How does it secure the border? All right, 512-836-0590. Mike is with us, 334. Good afternoon, Mike. Welcome. Uh, good afternoon. Thank you. I have two comments, both of them on what Melinda said. The first is she called um, O'Biden disingenuous. Uh, that's the kindest word that I can think of to describe him. Um, when he gave the speech in the Super Bowl about the uh, high-priced snacks, he was he was using the magician's oldest trick in the book, distraction. He was saying, okay, Americans, look at the snacks and how much they cost and direct your anger at their manufacturers, but pay no attention to the fact that the price of everything that you buy has gone up. Um, it's like the people that are writing his speeches thinking think that Americans are stupid, and Americans aren't stupid, and I don't think any of us um, fell for that. And the second thing that one was just now talking about, I think, was the uh, border security and saying that um, Democrats are the ones that are strong on border protection. It's like saying the fox is guarding the hen house. Yeah, and she's right. This, this bill was not border security. All it was doing was facilitating the entry of more illegal aliens. Yeah, well, and you would think in a place, sorry, Mark, a place like New York City, that is just inundated mm -hmm. with the cost of how of of what having the illegals come here because a lot of them want to go to New York and now New York City of all places is is having to 
handle and put up with that and they're at their wits end, you would think that they would have said, okay, what is the text of this bill that did not pass? Was it what we were looking for or is it more of the same and we're still going to be in the same exact situation that we're in now? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's funny. Um, I think that New York City is getting exactly what they deserve because they're like, okay, it's fine if these millions of illegal, illegal immigrants invade Texas, but whoa, no, they can't come here. I, that's uh, hypocritical. Mike, thank you. Have a good afternoon. We go to Ken, Cedar Creek, Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Hi, Ken. Welcome. Good morning. Or good evening. Sorry about that. That's all right. Melinda, you're, you're, you're overanalyzing it. Uh, the Democrats believe that the population is not that smart. The, the New York representative running for the uh, Republican position, she was just a bad candidate. And to Mark's point, the other guy had name recognition. But it just kills me that maybe we are that stupid that if the Democrats think that we can absolutely screw everything up and do everything the opposite of what people want for three years and two months, that with eight months or t- eight months left to go, if we act like we're doing right and talk the right talks, that they'll forget all about the last three years and vote for us. You're right. They do think that we're stupid to say for three years we've allowed the illegal immigration issue to get to the level that it is where everyone is frustrated and it's become one of the top issues and then turn around and say, but it's the Republicans' fault. They they truly believe that the people are that stupid and I'm beginning to think a lot of them are that stupid. Sadly, I'm kind of with you on that. Ken, are you hearing any Republicans in Congress that you think are effectively making a counter-argument to this new line the Democrats are using on them? None. I mean, you get the usual talking heads come out, make a speech, but they're not going, well, they're going to Fox News, they're probably going to the other slightly conservative sites, but as far as CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, you name them, they constantly drumbeat Democrats on their talk, using their rehearsed and published talking points over and over and over again, and then they cheer them on like, absolutely, we just, anything but Trump. That, that's all they hear, that's all those viewers hear. Well, and I think it's kind of easy to pass it on to the Republicans. And I will say because of those Republicans in the Senate who went along with was saying we agree with the text of this bill enough to bring it into uh, the Senate to have it voted on. They did a complete disservice to every Republican that has been fighting for border security by saying, oh, but this bill, that's what it offers. And it didn't offer any security for the border. It it didn't shut the border down. It had that floating of four or 5,000 a day. That's not shutting the border down. And what's going to happen, Ken, the springtime is coming. And you know what that means? More people trying to cross over in the springtime when the weather's going to be much, much better. Ken, thank you. We go to Matthew in Round Rock. It's 339. Hello, Matthew. Welcome. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I think it was that Ken said that the Democrats think that the voters are stupid. I just want to say absolutely they think we're stupid. They've, they've convinced minority communities since LBJ that we're the party for you. And how has that worked out for them? They're banking on us being stupid. 
Yeah, and I won't even just leave it at Democrats. I think politicians think that we are stupid and we just follow everything they say. You might be onto something, Melinda. They they think there are betters. They know what's best for us. Right. Matthew, thank you, That's sir. All, have. all right. Thanks. You, you have a good afternoon. Here are the numbers. 512-836-0590. Call or text us. Mark, Melinda, and Ed. On your radio or streaming on your digital device. Here are Mark, Melinda, and Ed. We're keeping you updated on the shooting that occurred at the big Super Bowl parade in Kansas City for the champion Chiefs today. What's the latest, Melinda? Uh, The latest report by the Kansas City Fire Department is one is dead, 14 injured. And I got to tell you, I'm sitting here looking at some of the video that is coming out that was just filmed. And one of the videos shows one of the alleged shooters trying to get away, like kind of run with the crowd and the crowd tackles him and they're they they've got him down pin him down and they're yelling we took the gun away we took the gun away like and then trying to signal for the police to Mm -hmm. come one of the videos then pans over and you have a big group of police that look like they had just tackled someone too Uh, there are two that had guns on them that are being detained they still say they they don't know a motive at this time. And I saw, um, going back to those that are injured, I saw one report. You got several that are in critical, mm. uh, some that are in stable, and then, and then some with non-life-threatening injuries. A million people at the parade. Kansas City police are expected to give an update soon. As we get more details, we will share those with you right here on KLBJ. 345 now. Jason in South Austin, you're on KLBJ. Good afternoon, Jason. Hey, guys. Wow. Oh, that was quick. Um, I'm not doing that well, actually. Um, Jason, can you hold on just a second, please? Thank you. I want to go to Kansas City where the police are giving an update. The celebration was marred by a shooting today, and we recognize that there are some who are injured. We are praying for the safety of everyone. I've talked to a few different uh, folks so far. One, we have spoken to the Kansas City Chiefs, who made clear that their prayers are with everyone who was at the parade today, everyone in Kansas City, and everyone who was touched by this incident. They also noted that their players, coaches, and staff are all accounted for at this point and safe. We, however, know that this is a fluid situation, so all that we are sharing now may change as the hours go ahead. We've also received a call from the White House that offered all federal assistance in the investigation. We had federal agencies present today. We appreciate that, and certainly in the days ahead and the hours ahead, we will make sure we continue to do this work. I will say personally, first, a thank you to the women and men of law enforcement, to the women and men who work with the Kansas City Fire Department and our other agencies. When the shooting started, I, like many others, ran and ran for safety. I saw a number of agencies, including the Kansas City Police Department, officers with guns drawn who were running towards danger. We thank them for that. As I was leaving the scene, I saw members of our Kansas City Fire Department administering aid to folks who are seriously injured without concern for the shootings and the challenges that were near them. This is absolutely a tragedy, the likes of which we would have never expected in Kansas City, and the likes of which we will remember for some time. However, I want to say thank you to those who are making sure that we are safe today, those who are investigating this incident, 
and those who will continue to make sure that those who committed these acts today are brought to justice. We'll come back for some questions at the end of the chief's comments, but now the police chief, Stacy Graves. Chief Stacy Graves, Kansas City, Missouri Police Department. At the conclusion of the chief's rally today, there were shots fired on the west side of Union Station. Immediately, officers responded to the area, took two people into custody, and also immediately rendered life-sustaining aid to those victims. We're still gathering information on the number and the status of victims. But like I said, we know that one of the victims is deceased. We also know that officers ran towards danger. Officers were there to keep everyone safe. I'm angry at what happened today. The people who came to this celebration should expect a safe environment. We had over 800 law enforcement officers, Kansas City and other agencies, at the location to keep everyone safe. Because of bad actors, which were very few, this tragedy occurred, even in the presence of uniformed law enforcement officers, who again ran towards them and took them into custody. To the people who were injured in this tragedy, our hearts go out to you and your families. This investigation is just beginning and we are working safely to clear all surrounding areas and businesses. This is still an active investigation. Uh, we will continue to keep you updated. We will keep you updated on Twitter and most likely a follow-up uh, press availability. You're listening to live coverage out of Kansas City where there was a shooting during the Chiefs Super Bowl parade. The police chief is Stacy Graves. Injured by Yes. Right now, we do not have an exact number of people who were victims of a gunshot wound. It could be upwards from 10 to 15 with one deceased. I do not have conditions on our victims just yet. Any believed to be children? I don't. I do not believe that any of them were children. Any law enforcement injured in this? First response. Um, nothing of note. Chief, what prompted? What do you, what, what do you guys believe now prompted the shooting? Uh, we are still. That is still under investigation. Uh, I myself was outside when I heard the shots fired. It is an ongoing investigation. It's going to take us a little bit to determine exactly what led up to the shooting. I will say though, we do have two suspects in custody. There are questions for you. circulating on social media that some fans may have helped detain one of those. I have, I have heard that as well. I have heard that, that fans got involved in the apprehension or the pursuit of one of the suspects. I cannot confirm that right now, but that is something that I have heard myself. Is yes. about the response time because you said 10 to 15 When this started, sort of a timeline from there to the point where your officers responded to the point where you had KCFD helping to Absolutely. your first day. As soon as the rally concluded, 
There were shots fired on the west side of Union Station. Officers were on scene in the area. I know one of the suspects was immediately pursued on foot. Um, like I said, there's two suspects in custody. I have heard uh, the information that was just requested. I will confirm or deny that. Um, but after that, immediately officers began rendering life-sustaining aid, calling in fire, which is the, the fire department, to uh, also assist those victims. Do you know if there were more than two people taken into custody? Because we had two people, after you guys had made your announcement, there were two people in custody, two people live on our air being taken, handcuffed, put into vans. So can you tell well, us about that and the process as this investigation continues? I don't know exactly the two that you're talking about that, that your camera caught. Um, on on video being loaded into a wagon i don't know that but i can tell you that uh in and around that scene it is still active um not active in in necessarily threats but it's a very active scene we're still investigating this is still early on um we still have parties that are walking into hospitals chief graves do you know anything about the suspects in terms of where they're from are they from i do not know that but that's something that that i also will be finding out questions we were hearing upwards of maybe 20 shots can you talk about the number that you heard while I'm here? hearing 10 to 15 possibly 15 with with the one um, that is um, deceased and do you know anything about the timing it seems odd that this waited to the very end of the rally I don't have anything about I, I can't give you an answer on the timing I can just say that uh, that's when it occurred and we are investigating what led up to that maybe once we get some of those details we'll know why that happened at that time but right now it's just it's still too new chief okay, it's not chief, it just one incident or multiple incidents that that injured multiple. that is something that that is under investigation mayor quinton lucas you talked about how you were on the ground and you yourself had to run for safety i understand we're still waiting on a timeline and trying to understand what exactly happened but we were having a super bowl parade and this is what the country is talking about now. What is your message to this city at a time like this? I second the comments by the chief of police. I'm heartbroken. First of all, I'm praying for the victims and the families impacted. I start with them. Um, I'm incredibly upset, disappointed. I was there with my wife. I was there with my mother. Uh, we never would have thought that we, along with Chiefs players, along with fans, hundreds of thousands of people, would be forced to run for our safety today. I think that I'll let the investigation shake out before coming to any further conclusions, but I think the initial response absolutely is anger. You know, we have done a number of these now, and this is a day that a lot of people look forward to, something they remember for a lifetime. And what they shouldn't have to remember is the threat of gun violence, marring a day like this, injuring them and their families. This morning, I was actually thinking about bringing my child, as many people in Kansas City did. And I don't want us to have to, in our country, for every big event, think about a concern of being shot. As the chief noted, we had a lot of law enforcement officers there today. They did exceptional and outstanding work, and I will second that again. Because on your timeline point, I was inside of Union Station. We heard something. A number of us start running, and I see a stream of officers going the exact other direction. In, with guns drawn, ready to address danger. All right, that, that is live coverage from Kansas City where there was a shooting 
After the conclusion of the Chiefs' Super Bowl parade, that was Mayor Quentin Lucas in Kansas City. Keep it right here. We'll have updates all throughout the afternoon. The news is next at the top of the hour. Melinda and I are right here with you all the way to 6. You can catch Ed for Sports Talk with Jeff Ward next, 4 to 6, 102.7 ESPN.